Welcome to the Love Your Space podcast, where we explore the world of functional design and how it transforms your space into your own happy place. Whether you're a seasoned design enthusiast or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Join us as we chat with experts in their fields, from interior designers and chefs to artists and musicians, as they share their tips and tricks for developing an aesthetic and finding a vibe on a budget, discussing where people find inspiration and how they balance function and beauty. We'll also dive into the psychology behind why our surroundings have such a profound impact on our mood and well-being. So whether you're looking to spruce up your living room, organize your life, or simply get inspired, we've got you covered. Tune in to the Love Your Space podcast, and let's get started on creating a space you'll love to come home to. Welcome to the Love Your Space podcast. I'm back today with a good friend. Her name's Rachel Womack. She's from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and she's a country artist, and we are so excited to have her today. She's got some new music coming out pretty soon, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how she's finds her creative space, and all that good stuff. So I can't wait for everyone to meet Rachel. So now it's time to peel back Rachel Womack. Rachel, welcome. Thanks for coming on. What's up, Chad? Thank you so much for having me. It's um, it's an honor to be on here and talk all things creative. Yeah, it'll be pretty fun. I know you kind of know the concept of the show. We like to talk to people that have creative outlets and learn a bit more about them in that regard. Why don't you kind of start briefly and tell us like, you know, how long you've been in country music? Like, how'd you get started? A little background, if you could. Absolutely. So growing up in Muscle Shoals, you know, I don't know if all of our listeners know, hopefully some know, but um, there's actually a documentary that came out maybe less than 10 years ago about my hometown and about the music that came out of it uh, back in the 70s, all really 60s, 70s, 80s era. I grew up there, you know, growing up, I listened to all kinds of music because my my parents love music. They listen to everything to soul and funk, to country, to pop, to Christian, um, everything. And man, growing up there, I really didn't know the history, you know, as a kid of all the music that was, I mean, literally recorded two minutes uh, from my parents' house at, at Fame Studios. But uh, I eventually learned all this music, Aretha Franklin, Otis Redding, the Allman Brothers, Bob Dylan, Leonard Skinner, so many, yeah, so many recorded there. And there was this sound, you'll have to, I won't, I'll let you watch the documentary, but the sound that came out, <laughs> really has helped shape who I am today. And I ended up moving to Nashville in 2016. So I've been here almost seven years, which is wild. And this has been the biggest blessing to be able to move here and pursue my career in music. You know, with being from Muscle Shoals, I feel like I've always had some soul in my music. And Mm -hmm. a lot of what I want to be just fully creative, fully authentic. I'm I'm blessed to be able to have a career where I can put out music and show that side of me and whether it's sassy or emotional or whatever. (laughs) Uh, And I also met my husband here in Nashville. So 
Okay, um, very cool. Yeah, I. I is he in music as well? He is. He's uh, a worship pastor, so he helps. You know, he leads music on like Sunday mornings, and he loves to write as well. He's got a phenomenal voice. So we we love music together, and we sing around yeah. the house a lot. Oh, I can only <laughs> imagine. So how long how long have you been? You know, creating music professionally. How long would you say that's been? So, Chad. I started writing songs when I was mm-hmm. in middle school. And I remember my okay. earliest song. This would not be professional, mind you. But um, <laughs> I think I wrote a song about ramen noodles, um, which I called Raymond Noodles at the time. I'm like my Alabama self. But really, little Rachel loved music so much. And... You know, I never dreamed really of getting to do it professionally because I know there's so many talented people. And um, I always, you know, it sounds very like not being a dreamer, but I was like, I'll always do music on the side. And I ended up being discovered at 17 years old. I was playing at a steak restaurant in Muscle Shoals and a guy from the music industry was there and I ended up really getting to start my music career because he believed in me at 17, which is wild. Um, And I ended up moving to Nashville after I graduated college. And I'm really thankful that I was discovered in my hometown. It's kind of not what normally happens, but I immediately dove into country music when I moved to Nashville. So I would say, you know, professionally, even I, w- I would play out and hustle in my hometown, you know, in high school and in college. Sure. But uh, definitely getting signed, getting to work with a major label, you know, has been a huge blessing as an artist. I'm thankful that so many people around the world have connected with all the music that I put out, you know? Yeah, that's got to be a great feeling to know that people, like, understand your message and connect and yeah. feel that vibe. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask. So with that, with everyone understanding that, what's been your greatest like experience creatively? Mm. What and like expand upon how you get into your creative space. Like what makes you happy and creative? I love that. I think one of my greatest experiences creatively has been working with this producer in town named Andy Skibb. He is a great friend and he has uh, produced some of the latest music that I've put out. And he, you know, there's nothing like being in the room with someone who you trust and who empowers you and who doesn't live in fear in the music world, like is ready to just like be creative and take risks. And Andy is one of those people for me that I show up and I know it's going to be fun. And I know that he's going to push me to just get creative and have fun. But really leading up to what it looks like, you know, in the writer's room or being with a producer, I get really creative in the really mundane things in life, like going for a walk, taking a shower, like putting on my makeup in the morning. Things where my brain, like, isn't thinking about something. Sure. 
And, and a lot of times, yeah. you know, I'll have music playing and I can't explain it. It's just, I get inspired by other people's music or it can be silence. And I'm a, a phrase or a melody just comes into my head. And a lot of times people have asked like, do you get lyrics more or do you get melodies more? But it's pretty even mm-hmm. for me. It's just funny that it works that way. And you know, yeah, I, I just telling my husband the other day, I kid you not, it's like clockwork. I'm like, this should be advice that I give people. But <laughs> well, let's hear when it. <laughs> I, I'm like, here we go. You asked for my advice. Yeah, let's <laughs> hear like, it. Sure. It's clockwork. Every time I work out, and this could be like whether I'm listening to something you know, music, studying music, or just like listening to, for fun or whatever, I get done with a workout and within like mm-hmm. 30 minutes, I have a song idea. It's like, that's pretty every, cool. I mean, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> he's gonna be like, sure. It's, no, <laughs> but, it's, it's those endorphins that you get from working out and like being healthy and being positive. And then it is. music comes and flows through you after that. It's, it's, it's it. it. And you know, so it may be, you know, advice for someone if you're in a season of you feel like writer's block or whatever, you know, get active and, you know, challenge, challenge your body in some way. And yeah. um, I, you're right. Like the endorphins, that, that's a reward. And yeah. creativity is is a reward for, you know, pushing yourself. And, and I love that myself, you know. Yeah. Totally. I I had a former life once upon a time and you hit on something that like resonated with me and that that your friend that you mentioned, he creates a safe space for you to be creative. Like there's no judgment going on. There's no any of that. It's like to get to that end point, you have to start somewhere. And the the beginning doesn't necessarily have any indication of what the end is going to turn out to be. But if you have safe space to do that and mess up and explore something you wouldn't normally think of that that makes for for real creativity um, sparks to happen for sure. Dude, you're, you're spot on. It's priceless. And, and it's really like, it's addictive to have that feeling and have that creativity. That's really true. And it's why I love working with him. Right. Right. Um, right. And other people that also, you know, create that space. But I think it, that's an intentional thing. So, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. They, they've done it enough to know. Right. Like yes. they've they know that if they create that safe space, they're going to get the most out of you. Yeah. And he knows sure. like all of us creatives, whether it's, you know, interior decor or food or music right. or style, like, you know, all of it we're all a little bit crazy. And I think, (laughs) yeah, no doubt, you know, and I think when you can tap into that and like not be afraid of the crazy, but like embrace like being different, like that's how it is. Like I know that I can throw out a lyric that's completely bonkers, but it might even just like lift the attitude in the room or make other people who have better lyrics feel like they can throw out whatever you know right. and it's it's fun so I, i'm glad that you get that too that's really cool no 100 i'll share just a small story i don't share this one often so i hope you don't mind it no but, go um, ahead so my previous life for a time being maybe a 10-year period i did a bunch of high-end fashion modeling and i was on this one job where it was called like a test shoot where the photographer's just testing light and 
exposure and all that stuff. None of these photos were going to be for anything. And the studio that was behind everybody, the admins and the execs and all that are in the back. And, like, they're shooting these photos and everyone's complaining something different every time, every time. <laughs> and so, I mean, I was much younger. I was in way different physical shape than I am in now. <laughs> and he brought me in this back room and he's like, dude, just do this. Put this wacky outfit on. I mean, it was crazy. I had, like, a purple sweater pulled over my head, sick pack showing, you know, like, my hair was super long back then. I looked completely silly and um everyone in the back just kind of got quiet (laughs) because instead of focusing so much on like the light being here or whatever they were just like in shock that I walked back out like this and we took some photos and the whole room mellowed out and we were able to like push through and get everything done and he just had the wherewithal to know that it would make everyone stop and like wow get out of their own heads and made it funny for everyone and then we like progressed forward so I can relate to probably a lot of the things that you do in a studio or in a writer's room or whatever so that's really cool and that you have the wherewithal know that you can do a silly lyric because you're not worried about being judged on and it helps other people spark creativity so that's pretty sweet dude that's 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 a brilliant story and and you know what kudos to the person who gave you the space to do that And I wouldn't have came out that way. Like if it was, yeah. <laughs> if I was dressing myself, I wouldn't have done that. But he knew the room and made it work. So there's something cool. there's something in that, bro, that I feel like is almost like it's beyond even creativity of like laughter and like a, right. a goofiness or maybe just like childlikeness. That's like. Sure it's sustaining and it's life-giving and my husband is so freaking funny bro he (laughs) he is he's so not to get off of creativity but no this is great he is like like we'll be having an argument right Mm -hmm. and his tactics you know it's (laughs) right it's heated or it's it's you know we're in the middle of it and he'll be like if you don't stop, I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, I can't be mad. Moment diffused. You know? Yeah, it's done, right? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, how did I never... I remember when we were dating and that happened. And I was like, how did I not have that before? And obviously, like, you got to work through what you got to work through. But right. to have someone who... Because who, life is hard enough anyway. But someone who yeah. can help just diffuse diffuse is a great word um yeah. and bring some lightness it's just invaluable to me so i'm I'm glad you had that experience and and for myself yeah, too yeah. <clears throat> yeah no it's cool that those are the great people that can create those spaces to let the creative creative minds like work themselves out so that's pretty yes. cool so before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about like your music history and your, your own personal sound. And you kind of hinted that your sound is kind of changing or maybe evolving for this new yes. music you have coming out. Can we kind of maybe talk about maybe the way you started and how you're evolving to the sound that, that we're all looking forward to Absolutely. hearing? Absolutely. I'm a sponge, probably like you and, and like a lot of people who are listening I love all kinds of music. Like I said, with my parents growing up, we listened to everything. It's interesting now, you know, our world has changed so much where you can 
you can have playlists that, I mean, somebody from my hometown would have, and you have every single genre on it, right? Right. And you even have the country genre, and country sounds like 15 different sounds, right? It does. You know, it does for sure. You have somebody yeah. like Walker Hayes, and then you have somebody like Luke Holmes, and you have somebody who it's it. You would think it was pop, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Sam Hunt, maybe. Sam, more yeah. At times, right? Exactly. And then you have people like Maddie and Tay, and it's really interesting to think about my influence and and how I've discovered my own sound within that and you know to be completely transparent i feel like lyrically i've always been extremely particular and true to what i want to say and and who i am and i feel like sonically uh in the past uh somewhat it can it's been a struggle in wanting to please radio versus okay yeah being a hundred percent what I think I would listen to you know and what inspires right. me at some point worrying about what other people think about you it's gonna like the it's gonna blow right yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah you yeah. can't handle the pressure of and, and we can't please everyone like you know, it's, it's impossible because right. everyone has opinions, which is really cool, right? So it's the yeah. reason that I get to have my own and stick to it or change it when I want to. But I feel like stylistically with me listening to, listening to a lot of different music growing up and then putting it into a sound myself that really doesn't worry about what other people think has mm-hmm. been the biggest challenge and yet the biggest reward to take the time and do it. And I think the past two years, you know, I spent some time at my kitchen table right here in some prayer and I had felt like really lost and and hopeless in my sound and feeling like I've been chasing what everybody wants me to do. Yeah. I don't even know what I want to do. Like I'm at that point that I'm so caught up in everything else that I don't even know what I want, which is crazy to feel that way. And it is a journey, but I asked God, I was like, show me what you want me to do and show me who you want me to be and give me a sound that I am like, I can't keep it in to myself. Like I have to share it and that's going to make me want to jump on my couch and just like freak out, you know, something that when I play in front of people, they are moved and I am moved, you know? And so it's been the past two years of God really answering that prayer. And I don't know if there was something to a surrender moment of actually like putting my hands up and allowing that to happen and being in the room with people who are really trustworthy and really creative and, and non-fear based to like full circle all of it. I've come to this sound that I think is even more full circle, very reflective of my hometown. 
and the music that came out of it. And the reason I felt lost is because that sound felt like so impossible to make a living on because it's not Mm. what radio is doing, right? Yeah. And I've got to do what I'm going to do and be true to that. And so I've spent some time really writing some songs that feel like me and getting bold bold and courageous. They will be out very soon. Well, that's super exciting. <laughs> uh, you're hearing this here first. I literally had a meeting yeah. earlier today on us talking about the new stuff that's going to come out. And I can't give you a date, but... Um, very very soon and it's the music that i'm i'm the most proud of of anything that i've put out and it shows the most of my heart i'm super sensitive and i'm tender and i'm i'm quick to cry and mm-hmm. and i'm also fun and laid back and um i feel like sometimes it's been hard to like show all those flavors but i feel like yeah. this sound and what i'm saying it allows space for both which I feel like means I'm doing something right. And totally, um, this is kind of a theme that's come up on this podcast often is that when someone's starting out, you kind of lean into the trends of whatever you're doing, the interior designers or whatever chefs, you lean into the, whatever the current trend is because you need to get recognized first. And then after you get recognized and you start developing a little more confidence in yourself or in your situation, you just didn't love that you were, weren't being authentic to yourself. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a little bit more of a name behind you and you're allowed to let your own creativity and your own originality come out. And that's probably what everyone wants to hear anyway. Right. I'm so like, go, it, Chad. You, you no, tell it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to get noticed. Right. But yes. that, I would let me ask you this. This is a this is a question off the cuff here. Um, I would say that in today's music world. You've got big stars that created their own following before they even were with a label or anything. And that the Internet and YouTube and Mm -hmm. people just wanting to find new things on their own. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think Kane Brown, right? He started just YouTube and now he's top of the world, right? So I think maybe for some creatives, it might be easier that they don't have to go down that trendy path line at the beginning, maybe Mm -hmm. with today. But do you have experience playing for fans like like that on YouTube or anything like that yet? Or is that yeah. not? Well, that's a great question because I feel like I've had such a mixed relationship with social media. And you know what? It's just because I'm in the way of myself. Yeah, It's yeah. literally no, me, you know, and, and that's where I'm yeah. like, man, this, you know, should be so easy because, you know, I can let my insecurity about how I sound raw or how I'm looking or the angle or whatever hold me back from posting whatever when Mm -hmm. anytime I post something people connect and and it's it's a great connection and literally the only thing that holds me back is me so I think I needed to hear you ask that but I took probably the last five months and was off social media and just working on uh, the new stuff that I'm going to put out and Mm -hmm. getting my ducks in a row as of Yesterday, I got back on and I'm excited to tease this new music before it comes out. And my goal in coming back, you know, every time I I try to take breaks regularly, 
But every time I come back, I try to come back with an even better attitude and more grace for myself to mess up, to be authentic and to be less of a, I'm a perfectionist and to be less of a perfectionist because I think people are drawn to when I'm really myself. You know, I I will encourage you to please be yourself. I guarantee your fans want to know the you, you, not the produced you. Yes. You know, so that that's interesting because I find that that's a common theme that we've heard quite often is that people at the beginning are just really trying to get noticed before they can let their true creativity out. So uh, I appreciate you sharing that because that's probably not the, the easiest of things to share. Let me ask you just a couple of like quick hitter questions and then we'll move on to our kind of fun segment. But cool. it, for our audience that, you know, our audience is pretty broad based. It's a lot of people coming from all different places. So what would some common misconceptions about the music business be that you think are floating around out there that aren't true? Like for me, I don't live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Walsney Love is in Nashville. And I think that's like the heart of it. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine how hard it is to get started if you're just moving to Nashville to do music. Is that yeah. a true misconception? Are there other ones? Yeah, out there? I think you know, especially with news headlines and and any type of promotion on when someone makes it right. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I feel like it always appears most of the time. Like, man, they were an overnight success. You know what? Every person that I have met in this town is working their butt off. And right. it is so hard work. I mean... Anyone who's had success has has worked really, really hard for it. And right. in, in battling your own mind and the opinions sure. of others and just the natural learning to write a song that people gravitate to. Yeah, it's, you know, don't don't buy into the lie that it's an overnight success. And, you know, I was discovered in my hometown And yet, you know, I've worked my butt off here for seven years to accomplish what I've accomplished. And and I'm sure as heck ain't done yet. You know, I hope that that will inspire people to not give up if it doesn't happen quickly. You know? Yeah, I I was always told to look at it. Anything you really are passionate about more of a marathon than a sprint. You're never going to get there if you look at it the other way around. You're just going to burn out. So, yeah, if you love music, then plan on being successful at 80 and if you get there before then you win right wow right wow yes that's great cool let's talk about behind you just for one second since you're on the love your space podcast here by walsney love um i see some wallpaper up there for anyone that's tuning in online you selected that right what what made you select a map like what (laughs) so tell everyone what what got got you inspired for i that. love that home um is a really creative space for me and i um i work <laughs> it's so funny my my best friends you know if you know me super well and you you come over often there's something's always changed <laughs> because i love <laughs> yeah. like just moving things around and I really, this has always been an accent wall for me. This is our dining room. 
And it also helped me like in bringing the bookcase in because I do a lot of like Bible studying or prayer time at my table and, and I take a lot of calls and I do a lot of like journaling on just like getting creative and brainstorming for songs. And so I wanted this room to feel almost like a study. But what I loved about the map specifically is, so my husband is extremely uh, manly in taste and I'm extremely girly (laughs) in taste, like very like boho chic kind of vibe. And, (laughs) you know, I was looking at some different pieces and I'm like, okay, what's going to work for both of us? And it felt very gender neutral for both of us in our two tastes. But also um, I'm from Alabama. My husband's from Montana. And we've always said if we didn't meet in Nashville, we would have met somewhere like somewhere around the world. We would have met. So you brought the world inside. Yeah. So we brought the world inside and we, we man, we have friends all over the world that we're really thankful. We like to take time and pray for our friends. And we have some great friends over in Sweden. So it's cool to be able to be, <laughs> yeah. just be thinking about our people. I also liked that it's a dark because there were several maps to choose from. Mm-hmm. But I liked the dark map because honestly, I'm, I'm a big fan right now of a dark accent wall. A little more moody. Yeah, I like the, I like the moody. Yeah, because the rest of the Um, the walls are like a a lighter white color and yeah, I liked that it kind of brought an accent that's not like too crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons that I came to Walls Need Love is because my business partner and I, we both felt that wallpaper like sets the tone and creates the energy for a room like bar none. And so we wanted to create spaces that let people feel a certain way. So maybe cozy in a bedroom or like, like you said, this gives you like a, a work or a study or like that energy feeling that you can get stuff done. Yes. So that's really cool. I think everyone should put wallpaper up that gives you a feeling like don't do it just for color. I love that. And you know what, to your point, like we have a lot of people over who you know, we, we play games around the table. We eat around the table and it's right. always fun if it's, you know, new friends or, or, you know, old friends, whatever. It's also a talking point, you know, because yeah, sure. it's like, you for know, sure. if you could have a house anywhere, where would it be? You know, and people are always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I'd love, you know, love to have a home in Paris or, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, right. you know, or like people. I mean, everyone moves to Nashville. So, you know, it's cool to be like, where are you from? It just creates a fun energy. That's a really good point. Well, cool. Yeah. We want, we want people to feel a way like, don't just pick wallpaper for a color, like make it feel something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So our next segment is pretty fun. We like this segment a lot around here. So it's called, it's time to see what sticks. So these are going to be real rapid fire questions. So you know, short answer, one word. Awesome. Let's uh, let's see what you got on some of these. Okay. So we were just talking about the map and all that other stuff behind you. So what if you had to live in a different country for a year? Where would you go? One It'd year. It'd be Sweden. Sweden? Yeah. With the friends? Yeah, I'd be with my <laughs> friends. Already... We, all the food in Sweden is, it's insane. Okay. Um, I've never been. I'll have to go it's check gorgeous. it out. It's gorgeous. It's, it's unbelievable. We went in the winter, but I would love to do a full year and get their summer. Okay. Very cool. 
Um, let's see here. What is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you while performing? Do you have any oh, God. embarrassing performance? Definitely back in my high school days, I burped on a microphone. So <laughs> that's, I, that's I was great. probably like chilling in the corner of a restaurant and I wasn't like the main focus, but it definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. That's so cool. All right. <laughs> that's awesome. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, this one one's easy for, for me. the rest of my life would be pizza. Ah, oh, see, Jinx. I'm I with know. you on that one. It's classic. I was, I was hoping you weren't going to say Swedish meatballs. <laughs> hey, but the Swedish pizza is also really great. So, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have to check that out. What is your absolute favorite performance you've ever given? Oh, my Location, goodness. place, um, whatever. Okay. Um, I would say... I, uh, can I do two? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's good. One was the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, that's amazing. My debut, um, man, truly insane. I, I got a standing ovation. Oh, that's awesome. And I couldn't have. One, to be able to do that, right, is crazy. For sure. But then sure. to get a standing ovation when really, I mean, it, that was maybe a year or two after I moved to Nashville. So no one knew me. And um, wow. that was amazing. And then also I opened up for Trisha Yearwood mm. a couple years ago. I was in Ohio and the opening slot that I had was 30 minutes, just me and a piano. And I got a standing ovation as an opener, which that's sweet. it's, it's never happened since. And it never happened before <laughs> then, but you know, most people were there to see Trisha. Yeah, sure. sure and, and, sure. and people are always going to give grace and maybe buy into the new artist that's opening. But there was just a connection after I finished my song Damage everyone stood up and it was in a theater it was really just something I'll never forget I cried I'm like just never I'll never forget that so that's a great question yeah that's cool I uh, actually saw um, Taylor Swift when she was an opening act eons ago whoa and, wow and she's turned into the gl- global star that she is um yeah, she was just here in nashville she was she was i had friends go but mm-hmm. it, it was crazy because i mean this is not the nice not the easiest thing to say but i i was underwhelmed and i think she probably would say that too because the sound wasn't engineered properly mm-hmm. so it was really hard to even hear her mm-hmm. and it was at the big um amphitheater in chicago and Rascal Flats was like the, you know, the the main yeah. gig that night, and it just seemed like everything wasn't tuned mm-hmm. for her voice. And I don't know that anyone was like, okay, she's going to become some star after that night, and then now she runs the world. So, wow, Taylor, that's... don't be mad at me if you hear that. I think you know we're all fans of you. Yeah, that's right. Same here. We're all Swifties. That's a crazy story, we're all though. Yeah, so no one, I tell people I saw her when she was opening act. Everyone's like, what? Yeah, but amazing. No one thought she was ever an opening act. That's an example. <laughs> exactly. A misnomer. She was only a big-time star. <laughs> yes. Yep, overnight success. <laughs> well, so to wrap this up, I really want to thank you for your time. This has been one of my favorite 
one so far. This is awesome mm. to dig into your creative style and, and hear your stories. For all of the people listening, do you mind sharing like where they can hear your music, find more of you, follow you, that kind of thing? Yes. You can find me any streaming service. Of course, YouTube. I am very excited for the new music coming out. I can't share the date, but I'm really thrilled. It will be really soon. You can also follow cool. me on all, all socials because I will be teasing yep. all that music tonight, probably. Um, okay. So I'm excited uh, to start teasing it all. You know, TikTok, of course, and Instagram, Facebook. Uh, but all and, the socials. What's your handle for those? Oh, yeah. Is it? The handles are all Rachel Womack. And uh, okay. I know my name will be spelled out, but it's W-A-M-M-A-C-K. Not related to Leanne Womack, but... Womack, but my mom's really cool too. And, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, anyone go out, follow Rachel, subscribe, catch her new music. It'll be awesome. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you, Chad. Um, we might, we'll, we'll probably have to do this again, like after your, this music comes out, and then you make some more and we'll do it I'm again. I'm down. Thank you. This was All really right. fun. I appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Love Your Space, a podcast from Walsney Love. Please like and subscribe wherever you podcast and follow us on socials at Walsney Love or stop by and say hello at walsneylove.com. Thank you for sharing your space with us.